invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. There's this group of rogue folk singers from Michigan who try to infiltrate society under the pseudonym the Yellow Room Gang. And I've already interviewed a few of them, like Annie Caps, Jan Christ, and Matt Watroba. And today I'm going to have the pleasure of cornering he who is, perhaps, the mastermind, or at least the chief cook and bottle washer, David Tamulevich. David has also been performing for more than four decades as half of Mustard's Retreat with co-star Michael Huff. And on top of it all, he's the energetic founder and force at the core of Tamulevich Artist Management, providing booking agent and manager services for a large stable of folk musicians. But David is also an artist and hardcore folky, crafting beautiful, gripping, memorable songs which have gone all over, including the official hymnal songbook of the Unitarian Universalists in the USA. But that's just one place where his awesome music has been embraced, and we'll find out more as David Tamulovich joins us by phone from Ann Arbor, Michigan. David, I'm all revved up and excited to have you here for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. I'm excited, too. I'm actually very excited and honored that you would choose me to be on. Well, I think I have to corral the entire Yellow Room gang. It seems necessary. Now that I've spoken already with Annie Caps, Jan Christ, and Matt Watroba, I know that there is some kind of a dynamo of talent that's part of it. You're all Michigan folks, right? Yes, we are. It's really a tremendous group of of individuals and artists, mature, accomplished, and we're, we're all looking for the same thing. Like, we don't need nurturance, but we want critique. We want to know if our new material is working, and if it's not working, what is not connecting? And, and so we have a, really, it's become quite a, you know, nice little community. We have a potluck, and then we go through the songs, and sometimes, we'll, you know, we'll take an hour on one song, just kind of tearing it apart, making suggestions. We'll take out that verse, move that line around here. What about a bridge here? How about this chord progression? Why don't you try this? Anybody can say anything and realize it's just an individual suggestion, but I think we all greatly benefit because it is an extraordinary collection of artists and all have very different takes on and experiences. So that's what we were looking at. And Jan says, well, why don't we start a group? And the uh, first meeting, you know, is in my yellow living room. That's where we meet. 
Okay. <laughs> I was wondering where the Yellow Room came from. Yeah, we were looking for names, and, and Kitty was the one who came up with the Yellow Room Gang, and it was like, oh, yeah. So it stuck, and that was December 2004, and we're still going. You didn't worry that being part of a gang was going to cast ill repute upon you? It's a folk music gang. Oh. So, we, we, yeah. <laughs> so we figured we were proud. But Matt says, yeah, we're the least threatening gang you'll ever run into. Okay. Well, you have another role with respect to the gang or some members of the gang and a lot of other folks, too, because Tamulevich, the agency that you're part of, does artist management for all kinds of folks, including Peter Yarrow and John Gorka and all other kinds of great folks. Is this just because you were doing it for yourself? You said, I got pretty good at this. I can do it for other folks, too. No, actually, I was, Mustard's Retreat was working. We had been working full-time as musicians almost 10 years. And it got into the early 80s, and we always have done the same things that we do now. Original, some obscure, we like traditional material, but we always knew that we wanted to play for people who wanted to listen. We weren't interested in the music industry. We didn't write hit songs and weren't interested in trying to do that. So we were wanted to point ourselves in the direction of doing coffee houses. And I had just gotten married and I wanted to be a dad. And I didn't want to be on the road performing all the time. So you know, we'd had a radio show and, and I had a, a radio show, a DJ show, and I was doing some writing for the Flint Journal, reviews of folk music records. Neither of those seemed to click, but it seemed like I knew how to book things, and I had a passion for artists. So I became an agent, which quickly transformed into management, because the artists of that time, it's still true of folk music, most of them don't have anybody to do what's needed as a manager, and so I, I kind of took it on. And Claudia Schmidt and Greg Brown were the first two people I signed. I, I worked with Stan Rogers. I worked with a whole raft of people. And it was it was booking and kind of quasi-management because there was nobody else to do what needed to be done. So you're still doing a lot of that as well as all the music. I mean, I think that you and Michael have put together 13 recordings as Mustard's Retreat. That's a lot of music in and of itself. It is. But, you know, we started in 74. And like I say, you know, I don't think we'll ever do a greatest hits because each CD is like a greatest hits for us because we don't put out a CD until we feel like there is material that warrants it. Well, to some degree, you know, when I invite you for a song of the soul, in some ways, on some scale, this is your greatest hits. That is to say, they're especially close to your heart. So why don't you start us off with your song of the soul, David? Well, I think I'll go chronologically. Part of me remembers for many years was my most popular song. You know, tales of the heart and heartbreak, common ground, those are the songs that seem to resonate. It's the songs that are transcendent, the songs that find a place in people's hearts, that it becomes part of them. And that's my goal, to go to those places and write transcendent songs. And Part of Me Remembers was probably the first. It is Part of Me Remembers by Mustard's Retreat, David Tamulovich. Not asking much You don't have to call Or keep in touch I 
Don't expect you do it anyway There's something left though it's mostly over A few more lines a little older And a bed that's all your own at the end of the day Part of me remembers summer wine in winter's embers And the laughter of the children as they played All my friends tell me, forget it There's a new life, go and get it Part of me remembers anyway Well, it's sad how blind we are To things gone wrong, till they've gone too far And there's nothing that can set them straight again And it's a funny place to stand Worn out hearts and empty hands With your best friend there, but still too far away Part of me remembers summer wine and winter's embers And the laughter of the children as they played All my friends tell me, forget it There's a new life, go and get it Part of me remembers anyway Regrets are just as bad They waste your time with little in return That's not to say I don't remember But it's like the sun in late November That tries to warm you through the cold But all the while it's getting old And part of me remembers summer wine Embers and the laughter of the children as they played. All my friends tell me, forget it. There's a new life, go and get it. Part of me remembers anyway. All my friends tell me, forget it. There's a new life, go Part of me remembers anyway. That's from Mustard Retreat's recording Back to Back. Part of Me Remembers is the song written by, led there by David Tamulevich. And you said, David, that, that it's chronologically one of your very early songs. So you go through the heartbreak, you know, do you keep in touch? So, you know, 40 years ago, maybe you write that song. Are you still doing that in relationships, or does all the material dry up after you've had 40 years of songwriting? <laughs> I have got a lot of partially done songs, <laughs> and, and a lot of them mine that same ground in a different way. 
So actually my goal, if I'm so lucky to live so long, is to try to finish these songs. <laughs> what a vain hope. What a vain hope. Yeah, yeah I, I know. <laughs> but, you know, these are the things I find that I will listen to. I really like my melodies. And, you know, for me, melody is a big thing. I grew up, my mom was going to school at nights. She played viola in the orchestra at school. And so the house was always filled with music and, and mostly classical music. That's where I think I got my melodic sense. But I have I have more problems lyrically. That's just more of a challenge for me. For me, melody is it's almost like breathing. It's an emotional place. The lyrics are more of a struggle, which is a good thing for Michael and I, because he is the opposite. You know, for him, music doesn't flow as naturally, but he is good with story and with words. So let's continue flowing into some more of your story. And what do you want to share next for Song of the Soul? I would think Gavin Family is a perfect example of one of our most popular songs. We were flying down to the Kerrville Folk Festival, and we had all this time to kill, and we said, let's write something. I had been an agent manager, and I had been talking about the community, the folk music community, and what it was like, and it was really was like a family. And that had made an impression on him, and he said so. And that's basically, we 20 minutes on the plane, and we came up with Gather the Family. And that's uh, a real combination of work of both Michael and I. It is Gather the Family by Mustard's Retreat. Gather the family, here we belong, and welcome, good stranger, come in. Our voices together all singing one song. And it's here that the future begins. Our ancestors came from away, far away, from a thousand traditions and kin. What we all share together is we stand here today with a chance to start over again. Gather the family, here we belong, and welcome the stranger come in. Our voices together all singing one song And it's here that the future begins Our measure of worth's not in power or gold The greatest truth comes from the heart It's how we take care of the weak and the old And this is a place we can start Gather the family, here we belong, and a welcome, good stranger, come in. Our voices together all singing one song, and it's here that the future begins. And so, like a forest, our roots hold the past, while our branches reach into the sky. Let our gift to our children be family that lasts and a future to which they can fly. Gather the family, here we belong, and a welcome the stranger come in. Our voices together all singing one song, and it's here that the future begins. Gather the family, here we belong, and a welcome the stranger come in. Our voices together all singing one song, and it's here that the future begins. 
some beautiful a cappella there from Mustard's Retreat. It's called Gather the Family. It's from their recording, The Wind and the Crickets. And clearly, David, you've got some other voices in there besides you and Michael. Yes, Kitty Donahoe is the woman. Kitty is an extraordinary singer-songwriter and performer and member of the Yellow Room Gang. And she is there, and Garnet Rogers, who produced that album, is singing there. And also uh, the engineer, I can't remember his name, is also singing. And I think the, the vocals were doubled in there, so it was uh, quite an album. And that song has had quite a life. It got included in the new song it's called Rise Again. Um, oh, that one's two, in Rise Again? Yeah. Yes, two of the, the songs, the Simple Faith and Gather the Family, are, are really such an honor to be included in this book. We're in the Rise Again songbook. Yeah, I had Peter and Annie on the program about a year ago, right, when it came oh, out. Oh, great. I mean, they're both personal friends of mine, so, uh, you know, we go back way ever. Actually, I, my wife and I helped put up some of the money when they first released Rise Up Singing back in 1988. Yeah, they are wonderful people, and what a great job, a massive, massive work that they have done, and we were so honored to have two of our songs be part of that. And so, Gather the Family, it strikes me that it's got a social message as well as kind of the personal message, right? You know, I mean, anybody can write about you should love your brothers and sisters in your family and not fight as much as most kids do. But to talk about it, I, I get an idea that this is about reaching out to the world and including it as family. That must be a part of your spiritual path. Well, it is. that You know, we are not overtly anything, but there is kind of a bedrock, which is a foundation of community and in being about something, you know, that we are part of a community. We want to make a better world, and there are ways of being. You know, it's a spiritual path. So I think that sensibility underlines about all we do. Where I, I joke now, but I'm using this phrase, defiantly hopeful. And I came across that last year, and I realized that's what folk music is for me. In the face of everything else, it is defiantly hopeful. We press ahead because it is right, and it's who we are, and we do try to make the world a better place, and we do try to grow, and that's a very spiritual path, and I've adopted that phrase for Mustard's Retreat going forward. And I think it must resonate pretty widely. I mean, to get in Rise Again, you know that it's resonating with a number of folks. <laughs> the 1,200 songs that are included in that book were winnowed out because there were many thousands that were possible for it. So it was resonating, and it must resonate when you go on the road. I was looking at your schedule on your website, mustardsretreat.com, and I was noticing a UU church, a Unitarian Universalist church, where you're performing, and I was looking looking at each of the places and saying, how does what they want to hear connect with what you have to say? What places do you find particular good fits? You know, really everywhere. It's because what we offer is common ground. We offer you know, honesty. We are where we want to be. I did an interview with a young kid last year, and it took him about 15 minutes to really get that we weren't driven by success and fame and money. This is our chosen community because this is who we want to be. And people appreciate that. And I like to sing. I like doing what we do, and we do it well. But I love the people. I love their stories. And Gather the Family is a common ground story. And lately, we have it's a longer story here, but my grandparents on my father's side came from Lithuania, 
back around 1910. We lost track of them about 1929. In 2011, we had an opportunity to go tour over there, and I managed to find them again, living in the same place they'd been living where my grandfather as a boy grew up before he immigrated. In writing Gather the Family, there was a lot of that feeling in that song. So we had the chorus translated into Lithuanian, and we did it over there, and we do it on stage now. We talk about Lithuania, and, and we sing in Lithuanian that chorus. And again, it resonates for a lot of, lot of people. We are a nation of immigrants. I don't think that everyone gets that. Call me a fool, but I'm thinking that you would not be invited to sing that song at a Donald Trump rally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think so, but you know what we like to do? There are people who are... It will resonate with some of the folks there, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because it does lay between the lines. It's like the song simple faith and maybe this is a good segue into that you know after the 2004 presidential selection as michael says i was feeling like boy the politics has gotten so ugly and so divided how is it going to get any worse and obviously it has but i was looking for a place beyond religion beyond politics that we all share because it seems like that's the important thing to remember and that's the place we can build from to find common ground and hopefully understand each other and move forward and that song is my most successful song in terms of making its way in the world and having many people recorded it and use it at you know births and deaths and alzheimer's homes and family gatherings and just churches again it's looking for that common ground and celebrating the common ground I think that's the basis of what we are after. And the song is Simple Faith by David Tamulevich, and it's performed here by the Yellow Room Gang. Mine is a simple faith. Life is a short embrace. Heaven is in this place. Every day. Is the ground we till Make each day what you will Thankful for dreams fulfilled Every day No room in this heart for fear No judgment day drawing near Trust that inner voice you hear every day. Life's not a goal or race. It's about heart and faith and living a life of grace every day. is a short embrace heaven is in this place every day hope is the ground we till make each day what you will thankful for dreams fulfilled every day 
is an open hand making an honest stand rooted here in the land every day Simple Faith is the song. Ours is a Simple Faith. Some people know it as by David Tamulovich. He normally performs pretty frequently with Mustard's Retreat, but occasionally you'll find him with that group of people, the Yellow Room Gang, and it's from their recording, Happy New Day. David Tamulovich is my guest today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, you'll find us at northernspiritradio.org, O-R-G, organic rather than commercial. On that site, you'll find more than 11 years of our programs, hundreds of guests we've had on, links to them, more information about them. There's a place to post comments, which is how you can make our communication two-way. Be in touch with us, because we love to hear from you. There's also a place to donate, and that is how this full-time work is 100% supported. It's by the listeners who support it because it's not from government. It's not from corporations. It's because you want to see this program continue. But even more important than that, I want to make sure that you support your local community radio station. They play such an invaluable role in disseminating a wider vision of news and of music that you'll get on other radio stations or other media. So start by supporting your local community radio station. Again, David Tamulovich is here today. He's part of a group, Mustard's Retreat, and he's also part of a group, a larger one, called Yellow Room Gang, and they just did that song simple faith. And by the way, I noticed something, David, in the lyrics in that I looked up online the lyrics to Simple Faith, because as you said, it's one of that's most widely sung and been disseminated. I think it's in the UU songbook, hymnal, if you will. One of the lines that I noticed, I can't remember what the other line I read is, it's something about there's not being a hell, but the, what you just sing it with is, no room in heart for fear, no judgment day drawing near. Originally I wrote, there is no hell to fear. And uh, it's actually, you yous like that a lot. But I was always uncomfortable with that, not because I didn't believe it, but because I wanted the song to be effective. We played at a really Christian college, 
And there were a couple of girls who actually talked to Michael. They didn't talk to me, but they were really puzzled and bothered by how can you say there is no hell to fear? And I thought, you know what, that tells me that I need to look at that line because I don't want people to be puzzling. I I don't want it distracting. I don't want it to be a red flag. And I said that to David Barrett from the Yellow Room Gang before I even tried to work on it. He said, well, why don't you say no room in this heart for fear? And it was like, oh, perfect, (laughs) perfect. So again, you know, is a tool for communicating at the deepest level. And that's the way I tend to sing it now. There's no room in this heart for fear. We're talking about Trump supporters. And I want this to go out and make its way and open a door. But doesn't that mean that you also have to change the second part of it? No judgment day drawing near because, you know, there's a lot of people who are eager for that day. (laughs) Well, yes, and I I, so I didn't feel like I had to go that far. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But but, you you bring up a good point. I'll think about that. Yes, they're kind of hand in glove there. But I haven't changed it yet. Well, just so you know, the word clear rhymes with fear, and I think that you could substitute something in there that would work. I'll just let you know. Okay. All right. Clearly, uh, the UUs have embraced at least uh, this song or a couple songs of yours. What is your religious or spiritual pedigree? Where do you start from and where have you gotten to now? I mean, clearly, you're more comfortable with the term spiritual than religious, but where did you start from? Episcopalian. Growing up, my mom was going to school at nights. My dad was working six or seven days a week. So they, you know, they sent us, uh, my sister and I, off to church, but it was never a big thing. And I remember I got into junior high school and listening to the things that were being said, and I thought, this just doesn't ring true to me. And so I kind of rejected that. Actually, I remember walking home one day and saying, I don't believe it, out loud, and half expecting that I was going to be struck by lightning. (laughs) And when I wasn't struck by lightning, it was, oh. So that's what began my spiritual quest. And I... Or you could also say your life is a heretic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I, I, I really identify with kind of the neo-pagan movement now, the earth-based spirituality. It's very broad and not doctrinaire. That's kind of where I fall in this, in this realm of things. But I, I, I consider myself a very, very spiritual person. Yeah, well, it comes to the music powerfully and beautifully. And I, I really do like the way that you can touch common themes that most people will be able to reach. I mean, I, I realize there are some people who are going to react against this phrase or that phrase. But I have to say, I think it's their loss. And in the favor of keeping all the rest of us rich, why don't you give us another song? Jeremy Brown. Jeremy Brown's from the Part of Me Remembers period. It's an older song. Again, the defiantly hopeful. You know, this is it was about hope and resiliency. It wasn't a specific event, but I'd known a lot of people. Uh, and you get to know, especially when you're singing in bars, you get to hear a lot of people's damage and about their damaged past and what has brought them forward or not. And so one night after dinner, I just told my wife, I'm going to go write a song. And it was there. And again, it's been one of our more popular songs, because it is about childhood and loss and finding hope in an unexpected place and hope that makes a place in your heart and carries you on for the rest of your life. 
And do you actually have something in your experience that allows you to write this? I'm, my mom died when I was nine years old, so I actually have some kind of portion of that. And it actually has crept into a song or two that I've written. Does this come from personal experience or secondhand only? I think secondhand. I know my grandfather died when my dad was nine years old. But it's just, you know what it's like when you're a writer. You're a sponge. I mean, Claudia Schmidt calls it a low threshold of wonder. <laughs> uh, you know, and I love that term. You know, and because you have to be open to things, you have to be interested. You know, you have to have an interest in the new and the different, and exploring that, and have an empathy that resonates. So, the story about my grandfather and of so many people. You just read these stories, and they all just came together. You know, after I don't know, thirty years of life or so, that was the thing that moved me. And the first line, in the heart of the winter, the year I turned 10, my father took sick and died. Here it is. Jeremy Brown is the song. In the heart of the winter, the year I turned 10, my father took sick and died. With a scratchy old farm, six kids in lean times, mama fought pretty hard to get by. Spring it was turned into summer When a man came traveling through Said he'd work till the harvest Was all stored away And that meals and room it would do It was that or the banks So my mom signed him on His name it was Jeremy Brown on the front porch we'd gather when dinner was done And the evening was settling down And he'd tell us his stories of traveling Sing of old friends and places he'd been And he mended our hearts on those long summer nights And taught me to smile once again He'd sing There's a time and a place for goodbyes Ooh, It's a sad and a sweet thing to cry Just to cry how I cry But the answers, they'll come by and by He worked hard as two men Was quick with a grin Though distance remained in his eyes And he never did say why he took to the road And we knew well enough not to cry But he understood how I was feeling Or at least to me that's how it seemed And late in the night as I lay in my bed his songs, they would run through my dreams Singing Ooh, there's a time and a place for goodbyes Ooh, it's a sad and a sweet thing to cry Yes, to cry how I cry But the answers, they'll come by and by
last coin was in And Jeremy packed up to go Heading down south was about all he would say If he'd be back he just didn't know But I think that I knew as he held me When somehow I could smile through the tears That if I needed a friend I would find him again In this song that I've sung all these years I sing There's a time and a place for goodbyes It's a sad and a sweet thing to cry Yes, to cry, how I cry And the answers they've come by and by There's a time and a place for goodbyes It's a sad and a sweet thing to cry Yes, to cry, how I cry And the answers they'll come by and by You'll find that on the back-to-back CD by Mustard's Retreat. Jeremy Brown is the name of the song and maybe echoes of David Tamulovich's father or grandfather, but maybe just some generic person out there. A very common experience a lot of folks have had over the many generations. Well, again, you know, loss. Loss, especially loss in childhood. It's common ground. And the, I don't know if I would call it salvation, but there's something, something you find. Part of my spiritual quest was rejecting organized Christianity And then it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? And for years it was the recognition that something seemed to be out there. And if I was in this place and looking, then it would come through for me in various ways. And it's it's finding that. And I guess that's the hope in Jeremy Brown, that hopefully something will come along, something that will show you the way. And what comes along will probably sound a lot like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, it's a beautiful song, and, and it's fairly simple. I can see people singing this song, too. You know, I mean, I, I'm not sure everybody can pick as quickly as you do in that. Is that you picking, or is that yes, Michael? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Well, you've written so many, I would hate to ignore some, and we're going to do that because you only had time for 25 minutes worth of music here today. But I bet you you have another one you'd like to share. Spinning Round. Spinning Round, the world of mental illness was new to me. And I have witnessed a lot of the struggles of it, the struggles of people. And I really wanted to, again, I wanted to write something of hope, you know, that hopefully is the path. And and I almost never performed that one, but I do get requests from people for whom that song has been a little bit of an anchor. They find solace and they find they don't feel quite alone in their struggles. And that that song means a lot to me. Spinning round.
Where are the stars To fill such a night Where is the faith That beyond darkness There'll be light Still our hope Still our dream Still our struggle To believe Something lost Can be found in this world that keeps spinning round and round No words explain This place of emptiness and fear Nor how you need your friends to try But you can't let them near Like a song, like a prayer like a promise, they are there Life is sand through hands so cold Falling down to depths untold Life hurries on like a treasure someone else has found. I dream I can fly, but most I can't get off the ground. In this space, in this time, words are shadows that are mine. There's a truth beyond this age. Victory in each breath we take Still I hope, still I dream Still I struggle to believe Something lost can be found In this world that keeps spinning round The song by Mustard's Retreat. David Tamulevich is the author and with us here today for Song of the Soul. Of course, you also heard dulcimer in there, I'm sure, and some pretty, I think, violins, maybe violas, I'm not sure. And there's some beautiful female vocal in there, too. Who is that, David? 
trying to remember. I think it was a friend of mine, Carrie Potter, one of my earliest friends when I moved to Michigan. I moved to, from Connecticut to Michigan in 72, and she was a, a singer, and she's sung on several of our songs. You mentioned mental illness when you were introducing that, but I didn't see that particularly as a, maybe a theme, or maybe you're talking about depression and that kind of issue. Yeah, depression, and again, I don't say it. Part of songwriting is one approach is, you know, you try not to say something as much as show something. So the depression and mental illness was all part of the place I wanted to write from. So yes, I never say it explicitly, though people who do struggle with it, especially with depression, do come up and identify with it. And that was my goal. And so we go spinning round. Now, again, Mustard's Retreat, you and Michael have produced something like 13 recordings, and you've done another four with the Yellow Room Gang. Well, then maybe you can tell me, since it didn't occur to me automatically, Mustard's Retreat, what's that about? You know, we should mention our website, mustardsretreat.com, with no apostrophe in the mustards, but, you know, a lot of information and, and songs. When I first came to Michigan, working at the undergraduate library, my boss, her name was Nancy Mustard, and she played guitar. And I was just learning, so she showed me how to do a, a slide on the guitar, and I'd never seen that before. And I went back home, and I wrote a tune, and I put the slide in it, and I thought, well, I'll just name it after her. So one of my favorite fiddle tunes is Bonaparte's Retreat. So I thought, oh, I'll just name the song Mustard Retreat because I use that little slide. And then I forgot about it. And a couple of years later, I met Michael. And we started playing. And about a year later, we wanted to, we actually had a job, paying job, and wanted to have a name. And we made up lists and lists of really odd ones and puns. And Mustard Retreat, I just threw that in there. And it just seemed, boy, it's odd, it's original, and let's just take it. And 42 years later, we're still, uh, we're still working. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but there could be some kind of a linkage between Yellow Room and Mustard's Retreat. You know, oh, <laughs> that's one that I had thought about. <laughs> so I've heard all the mustard jokes. but <laughs> <laughs> I have a kind of ersatz brain that goes that kind of way. So one more song that we can have to conclude your Song of the Soul, David. So Only Love Knows, I have written in my life a lot of songs like Part of Me Remember, songs of despair and heartbreak and moving in that place. But I, I've fallen in love and still am and in such an amazing way. And so that's where that song came from. I started, I threw my capo on my guitar way up high and I started picking and suddenly here was this pattern. And again, the song just kind of wrote itself. So we're going to conclude David Tamulovich's Song of the Soul with Only Love Knows. Again, he performs with Mustard's Retreat, mustardsretreat.com. Tamulovich.com is his artist management site where you find all kinds of great folks. He does booking and promotion for just wonderful folks, and he seems to gravitate to them, which is how the Yellow Room Gang is, I think, perhaps such a conflagration of great music and great writers. Located over by Ann Arbor, Michigan, you'll be able to track him and Michael and the other great folks that they associate with. So, David, thank you so much for joining us today to share your music and also to connect me with some really wonderful folks. It seems to me that you're living in probably your own kind of heaven. 
Well, Mark, thank you. It is really an honor to be included in the folks that you have done programs about, and it is a little heaven. Every morning I start by saying, which is Lithuanian for him, I'm very grateful. And uh, it is a wonderful, it has been a wonderful life, and I hope that you'll be doing it till the day I die. And because we can have a hope that beyond that, I hope you continue doing it, whatever, the next time around or in the earth or however you come out as compost. Whatever way, I do hope that the seeds that you've planted continue to sprout and spread. It's really wonderful stuff you're doing. So thank you so much, David. Thank you, Mark. And, and really, what you're doing, too, it's like if we do what we do and it doesn't get out to the public, then it's like a tree falling in the woods. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is really, really important work that you were doing for the community. I mean, not only just for the artists, but we're here to serve a community. Without you guys, we don't. So thank you. You're welcome. And we'll end with David Tamulovich's song performed by Mustard's Retreat, Only Love Knows. Thanks so much to Andrew Jansen for production assistance today. Only love knows. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. How did we get here? Where will this go? We ask the questions. Only love knows. Hearts may be broken Wishes come true There's just one answer Between me and you And that's love Sometimes When my best is not enough And the world crumbles around me Leaves me standing in the dust I find Like a heartbeat through the night There is a path I know the way It will lead me to the light And it's love How did we get here? Where will this go? go? We ask the question Hearts may be broken. Wishes come true. Wishes come true. There's just one answer. There's just one answer. And you. That's nothing more to say So unexpected So disarming I knew my life would change that day And these fears Like a wall around my heart 
Till you smiled and took my hand And said the only place to start is with love How did we get here? Where will this go? Question. We ask the question. Only love knows. Only love knows. Hearts may be broken. Hearts may be broken. Wishes come true. Wishes come true. There's just one answer. There's just one answer. And that's love. And that's love. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.